Well, hello and welcome back to the Master Books podcast. Today, I've got a very exciting show for you. We are introducing the book Crafted by God. Crafted by God is co-authored by Dr. Georgia Purdom and Stacia McKeever, both who work at Answers in Genesis. This book is phenomenal. It's huge. Can you see it? Those of you who are watching, you can see how big it is. It's like 12 by 10, full color, interactive, and I'm giving away a copy at our Facebook group, The Moms of Masterbooks, and in the Masterbooks app. So be sure and comment. Stay tuned and um, just tell us what you love about the book in the comments where I post this, and we look forward to giving away a copy. So let's get started. Welcome to the Master Books Podcast, where we bring you conversations that will strengthen your biblical worldview and the faith of your family. I'm Jennifer White, publicist at Master Books, a division of New Leaf Publishing Group. As host of this show, I'll be opening the doors to the Master Books family library of books, authors, and curriculum. For over 45 years, our company has been about one thing, ink on paper to touch eternity. In a world increasingly at war with God, we are publishing to partner with you to disciple your family, the church, and the nations. So ladies, thank you for joining the podcast today. It's so great to meet you digitally anyway, virtually, digitally. I wish I could be in the same room with you today. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So Dr. Georgia Purdom and Stacia both work at Answers in Genesis. I would love for you both to tell us a little bit about your jobs and um, how long you've been there, what you love about what you do. Okay, well, I'll start. Um, I am the vice president of educational content, and so I oversee the educational programming. And then I'm also a speaker and writer, and I've been with Answers in Genesis for over a little over 16 years now. Wow, that's quite a tenure and a lot of work that you're churning out. Thank you for everything you're doing. And Stacia, what about you? Um, so I've been with Answers in Genesis for 25 years, um, and I've Right now, my job is the project manager for the Answers VBS program. Um, mm-hmm. I've also written some books and some magazine articles and um, co-authored several uh, books as well throughout those 25 years. Wonderful. <clears throat> and we've published a, a different book of both of yours, and I will put links to those in the show notes so you can check them out. They're wonderful. And I wanted to tell you a quick, great story. One of the ladies that I work with has read the book to her children. She's got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, and they keep going on up in age. But the five-year-old was able to tell her aunt, who is pregnant, that um, what the purpose of the umbilical cord was and that it becomes the belly button. And she's five. (laughs) Her mom was so excited what she had learned with the book. And the book is really, as you've um, told us before, is for seven years old and up, but even a five-year-old took away a lot from it. And um, the family just loved it, highly recommended it. So I'm excited to share it with everybody today with the Master Books family. Thank you for doing what you've done here with the book. Stacia, I want you to tell us a little bit about why you decided, you both got together and decided to make this an interactive book for children. Why for children? Why this topic? And tell us about the interactive parts. So um, the Creation Museum opened an exhibit a couple years ago, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, and it's about um, the development of life in the womb, and it's a pro-life display. And Georgia was asking, does anyone know anything 
any books that would be for kids that we could kind of offer along this line. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, but we should write one ourselves. And so <laughs> we, we had particular things that we wanted to include in, um, or that we wanted in a pro-life book for kids. Um, mm -hmm. So we wanted that aspect of being made in the image of God. And we wanted to incorporate all of these different ideas um, that we did incorporate in the book. And so it was something that we were able to kind of craft and um, put together um, and bring about this book. And we wanted something too for children because mm -hmm. we need to raise up another generation of pro-life people, people mm -hmm. that are committed to um, speaking up for the unborn, speaking up for those who can't speak for themselves. And so we need to start early with teaching them those ideas. Absolutely. I'm thrilled that, as you said, this next generation, especially of Master Books families, will have children who know the answer to these questions and will be able to defend the unborn and, and treasure them. And so tell us a little bit about the interactive parts of the book, Stacia. Um, so with kids, I have three boys. Um, they're 14, 11, and 8. <laughs> I'm not sure what, how old they are now. Um, and so with any kid's book, you want something that the kids can interact with and that they can have fun with, that it's not just straight text the whole way through. You want something that they can kind of manipulate and um, have fun with. And so we tried to make it as interactive as possible that a kid is going to want to pick up and move the flap or um, look at themselves. There's a mirror in the back of the book because right. we wanted kids to be able to look into the mirror and say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm made in the image of God. We, that's not a message that we can get in the hearts of our kids too often. It's something that they need to be bathed in um, because it shapes their whole worldview. It shapes how they view themselves. It shapes how they view other children. Um, so yeah, just including those things to kind of give kids fun um, as they read through the book. Absolutely. And it is so fun. There's all these little sliders and booklets. And I think everyone is going to really enjoy having this in their home. So, Dr. Purdom, tell us a little bit about the centerfold, that um, the fold-out timeline of the development of an unborn child. Walk us through how you made that kid-friendly and and what they're going to find in that. Yeah, that's one of my one of my favorite parts of the book um, because it's really we're using imagery from the fearfully and wonderfully made exhibit at the Creation Museum. And one of the things that when Stacia and I were looking at you know, writing this book, and we were looking at other resources that were out there to teach kids mm -hmm. about um, babies and all of that stuff, we didn't find a lot that focused actually on human beings. Um, it was a lot about telling kids about, you know, um, reproduction or baby, you know, this using animals, not really using actual people. And so for us, that was one of the things that we were like, well, we want to have something that shows them um, that this is a baby developing in the womb. It's not mm -hmm. just a clone of cells, which is a common thing that you hear. Um, right. it, it, this, this baby is an image bearer of God from the moment mm -hmm. of fertilization, um, all the way up to, you know, when they're born and all, and for all of that after that, yep, there you go. You can see some of those images there. The and picture. so, um, yeah, it's really great to be able to use these these images because uh, the artists at the Creation Museum, they are absolutely amazing um, with the models that they created. And we've even had to put signage on it that says, you know, these are not real. Okay, so these are models that they've created based on what they actually look like in the womb. Wow. And 
And so what we tried to do was in the book was when we talked about the babies at the different stages of development is bring in things that kids would be very like familiar with, like um, talking about, um, I think at one point um, we talk about, you know, the, the, the poop and the pee, so to speak, because babies <laughs> still have to do that, you know, in the womb. And uh, so we talked a little bit about that and how that mm -hmm. works. And um, we talk, we try to compare the babies always to something that kids might be familiar with as far as the size is concerned. So at one point we say, you know, maybe the, the baby's the size of a chicken tender, you know, or, or yes. something that kids can really relate to because it is mm -hmm. hard when they're so small sometimes um, to think about that. And uh, so we're trying to do that. And even things about, um, we talk about um, uh, even things like, you know, when the fingerprints develop, you know, and, and each individual is unique. Um, each individual is fearfully and wonderfully made by God that they can kind of relate to and really understand what's going on, you know, inside mom or maybe somebody else, a friend or another family member that's pregnant and just really emphasizing to the whole way they each of these stages and some of the early stages, you know, a baby doesn't really look like a baby that kids would think about, oh, that's a baby, mm -hmm. that's a human being. So we really tried to emphasize that even though they look different, they're still a baby, right? They're still right. made, um, they're still an image bearer made um, in the image of God. And and we really want these kids to grow up, you know, in a, in a, uh, a culture and society that is just saturated by abortion and saying that abortion's okay. And we want them to, again, really, really think through these things. So Stacia, tell us about how the book teaches the value of an individual life. I think that is so important. And the whole book does this just all the way through it. But tell us some of the factors, things that you put in there that does help them value an individual life. So um, the biggest thing that we start off with is that every person is made in the image of God and, and that God creates every person fearfully and wonderfully with great care, great purpose for his glory. Um, and we just want to get that into the hearts of the kids. Like I said before, we can't do it too often. It's something that we've tried to bathe our kids with. So my oldest um, has a genetic condition. Mm -hmm. And from the moment that he was born, we put in him you are made in the image of God. You're made fearfully and wonderfully because we wanted him to know that so that he would be able to share that with other people. And that when people look at him, that's what they see. They mm -hmm. see an image bearer. They see someone who's made for, for God's glory. Um, so we talk about people with disabilities and Kieran is actually in the book. We feature him in the book. Yes. Um, and we talk about my sister-in-law, Mimi, who has Down syndrome, just pointing out that even though there are differences between each of us, those differences are minor. Every person is made in the image of God, and we can rejoice in those differences. We can rejoice in the way that God has made us. So um, we deal with that. We also deal with the um, idea that no matter where we live, no matter what our skin shade is, no matter what language we speak, Every person is made in the image of God. So when we look at someone, the first thing we should see is you're an image bearer. God made you for a reason. You're here for a purpose. Um, and so just repeating that over and over because it's lost in our society. You know, our kids don't have a concept of who they are. They don't have a concept of their role in society. They don't have a concept of why they're even here on earth, you know, what their purpose is. And so just instilling that in them over and over, no matter who you see, no matter where you are, no matter what person you see, those are people made in the image of God. God made them fearfully 
He made them for a purpose. Um, he made them for his glory and we can rejoice in in everyone and, and celebrate um, the people that we meet. <clears throat> I think that's so important in these this day and time where the media is so full of awful words about people, you know, and divisive words. And so your book really helps unify the body of Christ, unify people to the world and, and show that, you know, we're, we're just all created. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's such a beautiful way to present the gospel. We're all equally created. We're all equally in need of a savior. We all have access to him. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so Dr. Purdom, tell us a bit about how you address gender assignment in the book. You've got a great background. Um, I want you to tell us a little bit about that and tell us how you can teach in a kid-friendly way about gender. Yeah. So this is something that was really, um, this book, we wanted to make sure we hit all the big issues, you know, that are in our culture today. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we work for Answers in Genesis, so we never shy away from those things. And we want um, to raise a generation of children that really have a good understanding based on God's word. Um, because it really is, you know, there's only two worldviews. It's either man's words, man's ideas, or God's. And those are the only two worldviews. So we want them to understand the Bible is the ultimate authority and the ultimate foundation in our lives for um, understanding these things. And, you know, I was thinking when Stacia was talking about, you know, a lot of these kids, they don't even realize they have a meaning and purpose in life. And that comes from an evolutionary teaching that you're nothing more than an animal. You've just evolved from an ape-like creature. You, you, you know, you just, you are what you are and you just have to live that out and it doesn't matter. And, you know, it's just sad that, 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 really the teaching that has become the foundation. You see it in TV shows, you see it in media. Um, and so we want to combat that, you know, and we combat that with God's word and helping them understand um, that they're here for God's glory. And so um, that was really important to us when we came to the issue of gender, uh, because that's something that I do speak on frequently. It's one of the most asked questions I get by parents, probably is um, parents, especially now of older children who um, have turn to a homosexual lifestyle, um, mm -hmm. transgender, you know, they, they want to say, you know, well, why is this, you know, why is this happening? And um, is it biological? So I get that question a lot because I'm a geneticist and the answer is no, it's not. Um, but it is sin and we all fight and combat sin in our lives. And so, mm -hmm. um, and so I try to talk to them about that, but we wanted to, again, even when, even when the vernacular now is, oh, well, um, what gender were you assigned at birth? You're not, and I want to, I want to get away completely from that terminology. We're not going to even use that terminology because that's terminology that's been invented in okay. order to promote these ideas that you can choose your gender. So they would say, well, the gender you were assigned at birth, you're not, you're not assigned a gender. You are a gender. You are either male or female. Um, and it. so we want to really stay away from that kind of term. You know, we want to use the right kind of terminology that we mm -hmm. are created male or female, both are created in God's image for his glory. So we do it in a very kid friendly way. You know, we're not going to get into the specifics of all the DNA and genetics and stuff, although I'd like that, um, but that's not <laughs> going to be understandable to most kids. So we do talk a little bit about the chromosomes that, you know, a very basic thing that boys have XY and girls have XX. Um, and so we do that, at least from a genetic perspective. And then we talk about 
some of the things like, you know, just because you're a girl, you know, doesn't mean you can't like trucks. And if you're a boy, doesn't mean you can't like playing house. Those, those are okay things to do. You know, that's fine. Um, but you are, but from a biological perspective, you are male or female. And as a result, you know, girls tend to like to do certain things that are different from what boys tend to like to do. Um, it's mm -hmm. not to say some crossover, but there are differences and we need to celebrate those differences. And because that is how God designed us. And that is how um, God made us, you know, whether you're talking about gender, whether you're talking about race, um, my husband and I, we adopted our daughter from China. Um, so mm -hmm. she's hundred percent Chinese. And um, so we, you know, we have to, we want them to be seen equally, right. Before, whether it's a child with disabilities or a child um, of another people groups, because there's not multiple races. We teach that in the book too. You know, we're all one race that we come from mm -hmm. Adam and Eve and we want them to see be seen equally um, by society um, because like, like we say, we're, we have equal standing before God. We're all sinners. We're all in need of a savior. And that's one of the most important things that I think, you know, yes, teaching about that we're image bearers and that we're fearfully and wonderfully made, but we, we wanted to make sure that we have a clear gospel message um, in the book because uh, we want children to uh, know that they're a sinner and we want them to know that they are in need of a savior. Mm. Well, thank you for doing that. I'm so glad you explained about gender assignment. That's very important information for us as believers in the body of Christ and how to speak about it right. in this culture. So Stacia, tell us a little bit about how both of you are adopted moms. Tell us how you weave that into the book about adoption and even defending unborn babies. <laughs> Um, so we do touch on abortion in this book. It's something that we talk about because we want our kids to know truth and mm -hmm. we want them to know lies as well, how they can respond to the lies. And so um, when we talk about abortion, we talk about how there are alternatives for abortion-minded parents or moms and dads. And one of those is adoption. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful um, way for another family to adopt into their family um, a baby that maybe the mom and dad can't take care of or um, for whatever reason. And so adoption is a very um, viable option. There are many adoptive parents out there, many parents who want to adopt, um, who are looking to adopt. And so um, incorporating it that way and also pointing adoption towards our adoption as um, mm. believers into the family of God. God adopts us into his family through um, repentance and faith in Jesus. And so all of us, in a sense, believers are part of an, an adopted family. Um, and so we need to be speaking up for those um, the babies that can't speak up for themselves and providing, encouraging families to adopt, but not only that, encouraging um, support for families who have already adopted um, mm -hmm. and, and getting them the support that they need. And even when we talk about abortion, we also talk about providing support for those moms and dads who need it. Um, so maybe they don't want to adopt, but they're also scared about abortion. We need to support them. We need to get them into the, the crisis pregnancy centers that can help them um, or come alongside them with our churches or um, even individually coming alongside someone and mentoring them and encouraging them and um, helping them through the pregnancy and, and uh, the delivery and then, and then beyond. So um, just 
letting children think about all of these different options. It doesn't, uh, abortion is not, we don't kill babies, <laughs> essentially. Mm -hmm. So what are the options to that? And, uh, and adoption is a beautiful option for, for that. <laughs> right. And what, what I love is that you are starting so early in life, teaching them the truth. So they have that as a foundation before they get so much of the world um, coming at them. They will have a foundation. And I'm just so thankful for what you have done. I'm thankful to be a part of the team that gets to promote it. And we want to encourage all of you to tell us what you love about it already. It's, it's a fantastic book. And um, you will be able to see um, parts of the inside of it. If you look at our look inside, which I will put in the show notes, we want to encourage you to tell us what you love about it so we can give a copy away to one person in our Facebook group and one person in the Masterbooks app. And I want us to end with a prayer. We always love to end our shows with a prayer over the people who are listening. So Dr. Purdom, do you mind praying for everyone? Sure. Sure. Lord, we just thank you for the wonderful opportunity that we've had to um, share about this book. We thank you for Master Books and just the time and effort that they put in to make this book a reality. And um, we just pray that the many families that will read the book, um, that they will just be very greatly impacted um, by the information that's here, that children will be able to understand and learn it and and to be able to live it out um, and apply it in their lives, um, not just um, for themselves individually, but for their families. And then it just may um, have a great impact on um, those that um, are unborn and those still to be born that will we'll just raise a, a pro-life generation, a generation that um, stands on the authority of your word and uh, defends the unborn and defends life and uh, we just uh, pray that, too, that children might be impacted um, by the gospel, that many will come to know you and just to serve you and glorify you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you both, Dr. Purdom and Stacia, for being on the podcast today. We appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing so many families get this book, Crafted by God, From Fertilization to Birth. Thanks, everybody, for being here, joining us on the show. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next Monday. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining the Masterbooks podcast. This was fun, and we are really glad you were with us. We invite you to check out masterbooks.com. We have a big library of books that will feed the faith of your family. And hey, subscribe to our channel so you won't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.